that it's just one day out of the year. And we should celebrate love 365 days out of the year, right? So if you are single on Valentine's Day, self-love yourself. Um, go out with your other single friends. Binge watch TV or just F the day. Like it does not have to be this big burden of, oh my God, I need love. You know, it's, it's what you make of it. And I'm kind of in that mindset in my life right now. It's life is what I make of it. And I don't need anyone telling me what the future or, or, to, or emphasize this is how something should be because that's what society says. You know what I'm saying? Like society says, don't eat that burger. But last night you best to believe I had some Shake Shack. It was so good. I mean, Monday, I'm going back to like a 30 day of clean eating, pray for me, but it was worth it. And I did what I wanted to do. And that in a little way is a little self-love. I mean, I've had a milkshake too. I didn't even know the last time I had a milkshake. It was delicious. But I'm just saying life is what we make of it. We should not let other people determine who we are, what we are, or who we going to be. Keep your emotions in check and just like, don't sweat the small things. You know what I'm saying? And that kind of rolls into what our topic for today is. Um, as we know, it is Black History Month. And I was so happy to have the two guests I had in the first two weeks to kind of discuss about working in the industry, the, maybe the wedding industry, the bridal industry, uh, the party industry, what the difference was for a man and for a woman. And since they both, both worked with me, I wanted to you know, have them on the show also to give my gratitude and thanks and maybe like a mini reunion. But as I I was sitting down thinking about something that Linda said, and then something that um, DJ Royale said, Mike, woman, I am a woman. And um, I've been going through some hard times. Um, and I had this conversation with my husband and he was just like, I give women so much credit for the things you have to go through. And I, it made me just sit down and think like, we, as women, we go through so much ish, right? We not only have to go through our body functions, but we have to be the strongest, the, the smartest, the most prettiest woman at the head of the table, mostly all of the time. We, you know, even for my household, there was a struggle for being the, the wife. And I just decided I don't want that title on me anymore. I am a wife, but I'm much more than that. Like Beyonce said it, I'm just not your pretty little wife. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just not, this lighting is killing me. I'm not, the... <laughs> um, and it's basically like, oh, thank you. So I look bright. It's just that you had the screen dark. Come on, bro. I know you have glasses. Come on, fix that. Um, anyhow, uh, so what I was saying is I'm as a wife, I'm not just, a wife and we had a little conflict in our household for a while about that I got tired of making sure I was the one cooking all the time cleaning all the time like I wanted to do more I want to hang out with my friends and I know I, we had to find a balance but society tells you back to what I was saying about society that you are now a wife and these are the things that you have to do and it made me sit down and think like as a black woman why are we the most unprotected and most disrespected? And then that made me go back to Malcolm X. See how that all ties into Black History Month? So I decided I wanna have a little girl chat with some of the Black women that I know that are different, but are strong as F, outspoken, different careers in life. But the one thing that I think we all have in common with that, without being bad bitches is we don't take no bullshit. So I wanted to have a discussion and why do we allow society to tell us who we are and what we are going to be? But I also wanna talk with the girls, like how did we decide we're not gonna let society tell us who we are and, and what we're gonna be? It's getting <laughs> real good.
Jasmine. So let me welcome Jasmine and Stephanie. They probably were just like, girl, shut up and just let us in. Hi, girls. Oh, yeah, baby. I can't hear you. Oh, you looking very LA. You looking very LA, Stephanie. You're looking very LA. You're looking very East Coast. Okay, where's the red lip today, Deb? I mean, come on. Well, I wasn't all the members, so I couldn't, you know what I'm saying? I didn't want to be the lipstick bandit without all the members. I, I wore pink. No. Um, excuse me, I'm being told you must turn your camera, like how me and um Jasmine look. Your iPad. Right here? Yes, honey. Yes. Oh, okay. You are giving me, okay, so you're giving me, okay, okay, you're giving it to me. I'm loving the pink though, boo. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hi, Jasmine, welcome to the B Show. How you Where's doing? Jasmine? Thank you for inviting me. Oh, there she goes. How you doing? Um, Jasmine, you're giving me real New York. You're giving me real New York. Really, really. <laughs> Um, first, before we continue, I would like to let everyone know that Jasmine is the person that edits my clips when you see them, because I can no longer and do not have the patience to do it anymore. And she is 10 times better than I could ever be. Ugh. So let's just give Jasmine a, a round of applause, please. Women who are thank doing you. it. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And um, this is not your show. Sorry, I got to figure out. And she's also helping Carl Collins on his upcoming documentary. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So um, let's talk, ladies. So I don't know if you heard my little monologue in the beginning. I was saying I was just sitting down with Carl and um, that Malcolm X line hit me. I said something and then it made me think of the Malcolm X line, which is the most dis disrespected person in America is the Black woman. The most unprotected person in America is the Black woman, and the most neglected person in America is the Black woman. We also know that song, that part is from Beyonce, so the queen. Um, so when I heard, I said something to myself, and I was like, didn't Malcolm X or Beyonce say it? And then I was like, no, Malcolm X, and then Beyonce took it from him. And then I was talking to Carl, and he was like, why do you feel that way? And I said, perfect example I, I just thought of was like Michelle Obama, right? Mm -hmm. We all know about Barack, but everyone, when they see Michelle, it's like, oh my God, Michelle Obama. She's so respected. She's so beautiful. She know, knows her worth. She knows she makes you feel like you want to maybe level up to her where she's in her success. But I was just like, she had to, obviously had to get there. We don't know I didn't read her book, Becoming, so I don't know. I know you did. I don't know if some of the- I told her to everyone, we wanted to start a whole book club and we told Deb to read Becoming and she did not want to. I did and I said, I don't want to do what everyone else is doing. Go ahead, tell your viewers, Deb. Tell them the real truth. I didn't want to. I have a problem doing what other people do. I was like, I don't want to. And now- I bought the book for my sister and I bet you she never even read it herself. Um, um, and now I think I need to steal the book from her. But it just made me think of, of that. So I have a few things I would like to discuss. One of them is, do you guys feel that is true still to this day? That black women are not respected, um, we're not protected and we're neglected. Is Jasmine uh, chiming in first, or go ahead, Jasmine, you can go. Um, yeah, sure, I'll go. I'll go first. Um, I I definitely think so. I think out of everyone, including uh, males and females and all races on that list, I still feel Black women are on the bottom. You know, and um, it's unfortunate. It's like we have to work uh, twice as hard, and we're not as respected. And I don't understand why, because it's like why don't people feel that we're capable or we're as intelligent or that you have to go through the man first where it's yeah. like at times we are more capable than whoever it is but yet for some reason they think they should go to someone else agreed 100 mm -hmm. go ahead <laughs> beat that stephanie <laughs> no this topic is uh, it's heavy 
this topic should be spoken amongst like white men, white women, um, black men and stuff like that. I feel like we live through this every single day. I'm, I don't know, like yesterday was a really um, challenging day at work. And so it's just like, you always have to one up. You always yeah. have to, you know, like the first thing, like let, let's say someone of non-color uh, walks up to you or meets you like, oh, first thing that's gonna come out there, oh, hey guys, sis. And it's like, hello. How are you? You know, like I always tell, I always tell everyone, like when I first moved into this house, um, all oh, the challenges, the car, like I, my, one of my neighbors, she pulled up and the first thing that came out her mouth was, are you the cleaner? Hmm. She asked me if I was the help. Like I'm, she asked me if I was the help. Not like, hey, how are you? Like, where, you know, like, are you new to the neighborhood? Nothing, nothing on me said like, hey, you know, um, maybe she had to clean. Maybe if I had some cleaning supplies, you know, maybe, or anything, nothing. Nothing mm. screamed out, oh, maybe she's the cleaner, you know? Black women, we always have to go above and beyond. And if we speak articulate, you know, what's the first thing that's, they, what's the first thing they're gonna oh, say? Oh, you Jack? sound white. Oh. <laughs> no, I found educated. <laughs> I found educated. Thank Speaking you. on that, they actually, a lot of times with the kind of, I call it a, like a reverse racism is that because they said you sound articulate, right? They're surprised. Yes. Like yeah. as if when I, when I, when I, when they think I'm going to speak, it's going to sound different. And they're like, oh, wow. Wow. Well, I'm so surprised though. Oh, your mother did such a great job with you. And it's funny you say that, Jasmine, because, you know, in the opening, I said, like, everything to me, bravo, because I watch everything on Bravo. Mm -hmm. And Great. that was an, um, an an incident that happened on The Real Housewives of New, New York. There's one Black girl and the rest are white, and she was talking, and they were like, you sound very... No, they, she had an argument with someone, and another white woman came to her and said, wow, you sound very um, intelligent while you were arguing. And she was like, what? Mm -hmm. It was like the way you you spoke was like I I listened to you, and she was like I didn't speak any different than any of you would speak. And are you saying that because I'm black? Like why are you surprised? She's like I'm a lawyer, like this is how I speak. Right. And um, she went back into you know um her own what they do like their, you know when they talk just themselves and her diary. And she was like, and this is something that happens all the time. Like when you speak with other white people, they'll say, wow, you sound so white. Or the way you talk is so white. And you're like, and if I raise my voice, so that's bring me back to what you said to Stephanie. You could have been like, all right, let me be the angry black female that you all think I am, right? Mm -hmm. But you held your composure. And so okay. now you have to, you have to say to yourself, do I... Do I, ooh, do I let her know I'm not the one and I am the one? Or do I have to reach another height and just, okay, thank you. I'm not, have a good day, ma'am. But then you get mad at yourself because yeah. you're like- Man, I should have said, right? Yes, like, did I let them play me? Right, but if that was someone else, nothing, it would have just been like, oh, okay. Right. No problem. And it's like that I internal feel, struggle. Yeah. And also that goes to where you work in your workforce. Black women have to break so many ceilings or and to, or to get a seat at the table where where I was saying to DJ Royal last week, I know you're a black man, but you're also a man. So it's a little bit easier for you. Right. We have a, um someone else who's supposed to join. She late. <laughs> but you know it's a, it's a battle within our community as well. Yes. Right and how how you present yourself and and um, I feel like our community is doing much better um, with like oh girl you sound white like why do you sound like that you know um, I I do feel like our community has come a long way but it's uh, it's another a battle within our community as well I agree a hundred percent because then it's yeah. like oh are you trying to be better than us 
Or Ooh. are you trying, you're you trying to, how are you trying? You're trying to act bougie now? Yes. You're not with us anymore? Yes. And you know, it's funny you say that because my therapist said that to me yesterday. Shout out to Steve Harvey. Um, <laughs> Jasmine, when we're done, make sure we clip this part just to show him because he okay. loves that I have a podcast. Um, he told me yesterday, people call you bougie, say thank you. Oh. If someone says, oh, girl, who you think you are? Why you, what you know what we say? Oh, you look good. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Or you're doing you. too much? Yes. Thank you. I am. I am. Thanks. Yes. Because that's a compliment. And that's yeah. them realizing you're in a whole different ball game and bracket. So you, thanks. I know my worth. Appreciate yeah. it. I am bougie. Yes. Hello. Welcome. Hello. Doing. We are just discussing um, about being Black women in the workplace, at home, in our culture. And how it's sometimes, well, not sometimes, Black women are unprotected, unrespected, and neglected. Bars. Yeah. <laughs> um, and right now, we're just speaking on maybe some experiences that we um, have experienced. So if you want to introduce yourself and maybe say something that you had. Hi, I'm Shani. Um, I... I'm a nurse and I'm going to give an experience that I experienced on the job. (laughs) So the first thing um, I would say, sorry, not to cut you off, but no, it's okay. I just, I I know because it happens, it happened before at my job and I'm seeing you with the braids. Please tell us some story. Yeah. Look, we're all like, please. (laughs) I got some stories. Yes. Especially with a nurse. Of course. You probably heard. How is that your hair? Did they braid it from there? Can I touch it? Can we touch it? Go ahead. No. Go. I mean, I've heard where hair is concerned. I have literally heard it all. But I remember actually before becoming a nurse, I worked in an office for 14 years. And it was actually the Black girls that came up to me. And when I wore braids for the first time to work, with that were saying, hey, Bukwisha. <laughs> and, you know... I just, I'm like, well, why do I have to be Bukwisha? You know, like, why is that? But, you know, that that just comes from um, a long history of us, our styles, our culture not being accepted. So then we now don't accept it. And so as the years went by, that changed. This was maybe about, I want to say maybe six years ago. The years go by quickly, but um, I was taken aback. I was really taken aback and it made me feel uncomfortable you know, but we have been so brainwashed. I feel like that um, yes. by society, you know, their beauty exactly. standard, you know, and when a celebrity does it, it's groundbreaking. Ooh, groundbreaking braids, groundbreaking look. And when we do it, it's not professional or, you know. Um, and then another experience at that same job, um, I actually started to wear my hair natural. So something new for me, you know, when we were growing up, there was like literally no products at yes. all. We were using mane and tail. No mm-hmm. disrespect to anyone still using pink, that. Pink lotion. <laughs> pink lotion. Pink lotion. Pink lotion. Wow. That's a throwback, um, you know, they were like. Yeah, <laughs> just regular grease. And so um, the experience growing up wasn't uh a nice one when it came to styling our hair. So I was very nervous about finally wearing my hair natural and getting it right. I was watching YouTube videos. And of course I didn't quite get it right, you know, the first couple of times. And it was again, the black girls. (laughs) I mean, pulling up pictures of who I look like. Um, I had some doctors come out to me and just ask me like, so when you get out the shower, is that how your hair looks? like what exactly, like, and I'm saying to myself, they're in healthcare. So that means they have seen a wide demographic, Yeah, you know, and you cannot tell me that this is the first time that you have seen somebody's natural hair that looks woolly and different from your own. Like it's impossible. Almost everyone in the office made a comment that first time. And so and that goes back to, sorry, that goes back to you, Steph, where you said it's sometimes even your own sister's who yes. makes you feel a certain way. They were the of, main ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Instead of just, and you know what, those, they were haters. Yeah. I mean, I was trying a thing and you know, you have to get comfortable with it. Cause remember we didn't grow up styling our hair for the most part. Most of us were getting our hair pressed. 
yeah. you know, or our parents threw a just for me in there or something like yes, that. Yes, because they didn't want to yeah. deal with it. Yeah, they right. didn't want to deal with it. And our hair wasn't considered to be beautiful. It was it was considered like bad hair. Even we, even our language has to change. You know, we say good hair, bad hair, nappy hair. You know, we have yes. to change our language if we want them to change their language. Agreed, 100%. And the yeah. first thing you have to do is educate yourself, right? So you yeah. know, this is not acceptable. If someone says something to me about this, that way I can educate others. I'm very big on, um, let me talk to you so I can let you know what it is and what it's not. And let me talk to you for a second. Type. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm doing much better and like working through therapy. I don't have to respond to everyone and take up my yeah, that's true. face and my breath. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, like I said, Steph, it could be the right one. I could be the right one or I could be the one. It yeah. all depends on how you, how you bring it. Way. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think women, all women and men um, have a lack of understanding of Black women. Mm -hmm. So instead of trying to educate, like you said, they just go with the notion of what maybe they, they've been told by the homies or what they see on TV, you know? And yeah. um, I think we're doing a little bit better because of George Floyd, Floyd, sorry, of mm -hmm. educating ourselves and other people wanting to know more about our culture and accepting us, you know, but we still got mm -hmm. a long way. We got a long way to go. Um, the stereotype is it's it's bad. I, it's sometimes bad. I, I get more upset when um, perfect example is like. Do you guys remember that girl that was locked up in the freezer? I don't remember her name. It was a while Oh, yeah. Ago. She died, right? Yes. And oh, it was, was just, bad. it had to be the Black community that was like, look, reach out. Look yeah. what happened to this girl. And Let's then, yeah. yes. But then you had that white girl who was in Long Island. I don't know if you guys know. I remember she, her. Oh, that was just like. National all news. Over, all over the mm -hmm. news. Mm -hmm. It's like, didn't they, or I'm thinking it was just like, all the women that we hear from, you know, that Sandra, not Sandra, oh my God, Lord, don't strike me down. Um, what's your Sandra. name? Sandra. I was like, oh, I was like that's okay. Yeah, yeah right. driving. Yeah. Right? Do you guys yeah. remember her story? Yes, I remember mm -hmm. her. How did you feel when you heard that? I, I mean, I, you know, is this is, this is something, one thing I can say is that for sure, and I'm 35 now, but I remember as a kid watching a Rodney King on TV, mm -hmm. beating a Rodney King. I remember that vividly. I remember this type of stuff that's been going on for a very long time. I'm not sure why everybody's now jumping on board to really talk about as a whole, um, you know, the whole Black Lives, uh, Black Lives Matter movement, I think we're tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of seeing it. Um, there was just another video that surfaced today. I saw on Instagram of a fight that took place at a mall. Oh, and this keeps happening over and over. It's not enough to march. Um, it's not enough for a politician uh, to come into office and say, I'm going to do ABCD. We need action. We really, we need to really, really come together. It's more than a hashtag. It's we really have to do like some other communities do and spend our money with each other. And money is power. Then when we could become more powerful, um, we're unstoppable. Keep everything in our community. A lot of people come here and do that. And their, <coughs> their people succeed. You go to areas in Brooklyn, you'll find they, they don't spend money outside their communities. They have their own schools. They have their own buses. The police department is, is they have to do what the community says. They have to respect the community, you know? Agreed. So it, it's just, we're tired. <laughs> has everyone been watching, has anyone been watching um, that Netflix series, um, Inventing Anna? No, but I've heard it's seen it. good. Okay. I'm not, no spoiler alerts, right? But it's just ah. like the previews. No spoilers. I won't. But I think I suggest. I mean, it's Shonda Rhimes, you know, mm. creator of Scandal, Grey's Anatomy. So, um, so it just based. It's based on this um, another swindler, like uh, what's his name, the twin Tinder, Tinder swindler. And mm. anyway, it's just it's it's a it's about this white woman um, who like 
tries to um, act like she's a socialite and like almost got away with a loan of $40 million, basically. But um, I thought, that ladies, that I thought it was based in like the um, 80s and they just tried to like remake it to be up in times and stuff with like this generation, you know? Mm-hmm. It was, it's based in it, 2018. It just happened in 2018. Like she was literally able to go into hotels without a credit card and just rack up like $50,000, $100,000, Do you think we, I can walk into a hotel and say, oh, I'm, oh, I'm, I'll wire you the money. It's okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go just go up into my room. Never, never, ever, ever. Not one black woman, not a black man and stuff like that. This woman had, she, and, and like, this is all like in the previews or I'm not, I'm not spoiling anything, but comes from nothing. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, because they thought she was a status, you know? Um, like some kind of some rich, you know, rich white woman that she was able to get away with things like this. And it's just like, we can, we would never be able to do, you know? And it's just, Agreed. we need more, we need more allies. Honestly, we need more allies. We need, we need people standing up for us, sticking up for us. And it's just like, I ha- this is like my favorite story. Last year, I just finished a trip. I was um, going into, um, getting in my car in like um the airport parking lot and um this uh this guy this middle-aged white man was like you did it you didn't let them break you don't let them break you you got this and it was just like this is exactly what i needed to hear honestly with traveling during the pandemic on the plane and stuff like that. I didn't know, I don't know if he saw, of course he probably saw me and like with my um, with my luggage and stuff like that. And it was just like, this is exactly what I needed, right? He was just Carry like, on. you keep going, right? He was like, you keep going. Don't let them break you. You got this, keep on. And I was just like, oh, thank you, you know? <laughs> but we need allies and it's like we as, as as black women, we can talk about it during like wine nights or like on Deb's podcast and stuff like that. But we really need our black men to step up. We need our like some white white women, white um, men, um, Latinas, Native Americans. Asian, we all need to come together, you know? Yeah, yeah. and I think it really I starts with us too. Yeah, 100. And Once they see us. Um, having each other's back. Yeah, I sure. totally agree. Um, I also know for myself, um, being in during this pandemic, it has caused me to be diagnosed. I said it all the time with um, the um, um, anxiety, minor depression. Mm-hmm. But and as I'm talking to my therapist, he's like, you know, me black women have it, and it's not because of only because of you of the pandemic, but you have so much on your plate, and you're supposed to just smile and go through it, right? And w- black women suffer anxiety more than white women do but they only advertise it that white people go to therapy black people are so i don't know why fearful to go to therapy or to say they even need it mm-hmm. and that's something to me that's so alarming like I, jasmine i don't know if you amongst your friends is that something that you guys talk about like girl you need therapy um i would say um it depends like I, I would think like it always goes depends with like a low vibration on high vibration it depends on where you are in life like because you'll have plenty of people where they're like therapy nah nah we're not doing that like it's that stigma where it's like oh that's for crazy we don't need that we don't need that but it's like no actually it's something good that you can do and talk about the issues that we all have but then again it's like we do have those moments where we kind of self-therapize ourselves, where we're in a group and we do talk amongst ourselves about yeah. what's going on but a lot of times people don't want to do that. They don't want to tell each other's business or they don't want to go out and say, oh, I have this going on or I'll make them feel weak or, or whatever's going on. So I'd say not every young person is really doing it. They probably should, but yeah. there is the stigma that's with it. That's still from way that was put on us a long time ago from yeah. you know our parents and their parents it's like, oh, it's nothing wrong with you. Just keep pushing along, keep pushing along. But it's like, I feel like more people should go to therapy, especially for younger generation. I agree. And I also think it, if you're not going to do it amongst like, your girlfriends or your family, like even your, our, our jobs should, you know, like mm-hmm. when everything happened last year, 
a lot of people's jobs were like, you need anything to the, you know, to the black employees, you need anything to, you want to talk, let's build a community. Let's build a year later. You're like, so what happened? Like, are we done now? You think because everything that was last year, we don't still need to check up on the black women and people of color. Like, how are we doing? Like, it was like just for one year. I was actually talking to Carl about that. I'm like, what, like what happened? Are we just, so we're going to wait till someone else dies and then bring the, the group back together again. Right. I don't know if you're, you guys had that at your job, but that's what I'm noticing. I, I stress, I stress therapy a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And, um, you know, I, and your job should offer that. It's called EAP employee assistance program. Mm -hmm. Um, and they My job does. Okay, perfect. My job so, also. Yeah. yeah, and growing up, growing up in the Haitian culture, <laughs> it's always like, oh, if something's going, if something's wrong, pray, pray about it. You know, <laughs> talk to God and talk to God, and that's all good and all. But it's like you need a, you know, you need a professional, you know. And um, I stress it. And okay. I don't know, uh, ladies, I'm a flight attendant, so I probably put a lot of like um, like work stuff in there, but it's like flight attendants, you probably won't see them. You probably won't see each other again for like another how many years or you, or fly with them one time. But it's just like in that little uh, time working together, you know their whole life story, right? And then I stress, if I feel like they're going through something, I stress mental health. I stress going to therapy because it's crucial. It's essential, you know? And so um, for Deb's viewers and stuff like that, really look into like uh, your EAP, um, any kind of program that your, your job offers. Like, and this is one work and two, if you have insurance, um, it covers that. So really, really look into that. And I also want to stress what Jasmine was saying too. If you can't afford it or they're free now because of everything with the pandemic, you can find free ones, but have a good group of people in your circle. I now, if I think Steph, you, we, we here, you'll mm -hmm. see if I'm not okay, I'm not texting you. I'm not talking to nobody. Mm -hmm. I need to make sure I'm okay before I can give anything to anyone. And that is what I had to learn this last three, four months. Like I cannot be there for you until I'm there for me. And now that I'm fully a woman, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I separate myself from people who I just can't, if you're toxic, I'm gonna tell you. Like yeah. I literally have a friend I just met me the last two months and the other day I was like, girl, you're toxic. <laughs> and I was like, what? Like after I said it, I'm like, oh my God. Like, I didn't think, but she is like when she keep repeating, you're coming to me and asking me these questions about men and about what you should do in life. And I'm giving you answers that I'm repeating from my therapist. And, and I see you're not following them. And you're like, what's going on? I was like, you're toxic. And this it's is not going to work for me. And speaking on that, it's like, once you, cause I used to be on the both sides, like before I went to therapy. I was like, oh, no, no, I don't need that. I'm not with that. That's for crazy. And then I actually went and I learned the techniques and I learned all these things about myself or why I act this way. And it's like, oh, yeah. okay. And then, like you said, you can now see because now you're on the other side. Oh, well, you, you're doing these traits or you have these traits that it's toxic. And yes. it's like, I'm working on trying to get rid of that. And now I could see that from like a distance. And it's like, okay, well, I, I did all this progress. I don't want to, you know, reverse back. Yes. And people can't get upset with that because it's just the truth. And it's like, if you if you do find anything wrong, that's like, you're just not there yet, but you have to be willing to want to get that way. And the only person that can do that is yourself. Great. <laughs> yes, that was my preaching. <laughs> yes, 100%. And my therapist told me the reason why I'm getting annoyed with her or other people that way is what you said. I'm on another side mm -hmm. and I'm looking at the old me. And that's not where I want to be anymore. So it's like, I can't, I can help you, but if you're not trying to like, you know, listen, I cannot help you no, no more sister. 
Como and I learned too that that's yes. that that low vibrational, high vibrational. It's like you're now operating on a higher frequency. So all those people are there that are acting toxic or have these ways, they're on a low vibrational vibe. So it's like yes. you're no longer on that frequency. So it's like you get annoyed and you can't do that because it's like I'm operating here and now you're here. So it's like yes. I don't want to go back to here. Exactly. I like up and, here. And my therapist also said, and that causes us to be the angry black woman <sighs> because we're such like in a rage. So we're like, you know, anything could get to us. But when you're like at your high frequency, you're like, I'm not, I'm disengaging. Mm -hmm. Thank mm -hmm. you. And um, unfortunately, like Steph, you, you were, you were obviously at a high frequency because you didn't, on your neighbor, you didn't give her that angry. Oh yeah, 100%. Woman. Oh yeah, for sure. That's Ooh, a stereotype that they give day. us. But if it's a white man, he's not angry. Black, uh, angry white man. No. He's just speaking his mind um i know you have to experience that girl well they would say girl in the braids uh, right that's another yeah. thing how they shout you out right instead of just your name like oh you know. with the dreads yes. girl with the dreads. Yours? but i know you work with yeah. doctors right so you must definitely mm -hmm. see that where they could just say something and if you did it would be like what well, when I worked closely with them, like I said, I worked with them for 14 years before becoming a nurse. And that culture was a disrespectful culture where we, you know, it was frowned upon to respond um, and they were allowed to fly off. And, you know, now that I've moved into a more professional area, you know, they kind of keep that in check because they don't, the hospital doesn't want problems. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but I have had, I will say, I've had a close coworker um, stick up for herself, you know, especially when you're dealing with different cultures of males, because some cultures, the males are dominant and they think that what they do at home or what they do in their culture, within their culture is acceptable when they come to yes. the workplace. And I definitely noticed that. And so my coworker uh, expressed her, she defended herself in a particular situation to the, to the doctor and he came after her raise and the raise was only like 45 cents. Okay. And he took the time, you know, she's taking care of two boys. Uh, she has a husband, uh, bills like all of us. And um, he actually convinced the manager to not grant her the 45 cents raise. And, um, you know, that was a turning point for her and me. You know, we talked about it at length. It was a, it was a, it was an eye opener. Um, but I'm not sure that if someone else responded the way she responded, if the same action would have been taken, okay. you know, and what I do notice is that people look after their people, right? Yeah. So in a, in a job force, when you see the people getting promoted, like I have to go back to that 14 year experience because I learned a lot in those years about the dynamic that's out that's out there, the racial dynamic, the 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 gender, the dynamic of male and female. I I I got to experience a lot of it, and they promote each other. They might talk like to about each other like dogs, mm -hmm. but guarantee they're promoting each other. And many of us are in the dust. Yes, and then and we, you have to work twice as hard to get your foot in the hard. door. Twice as, it happened to me when I started my job. I mean, we could stay on this topic forever. <laughs> you know, I, I have been a target. I probably will be a target again. Um, unfair pressure, unfair expect, un, unbalanced expectations as it relates to other people. Even in my current job, um, I was the only Black girl only black nurse hired um, in my cohort and the next cohort and the next cohort. And I got to see these people. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not like that at every hospital. It's the culture is, is just that the people who are in positions to hire, um, hire their own, they promote okay. their own. And, you know, we have to do the same. We can't get into positions of power and feel like we've arrived. You know, we have to actually have a goal in mind. And part of that goal is, you're not gonna promote people based on race, but you, you're you not in competition. We are not in competition with each other. And we have to yes. remember that. We mm -hmm. have to remember that in the workplace. We have to remember that in business. We are not in competition with each other. We have to stick together. Yes. And Nothing just to quickly, just to quickly yeah. touch on the angry yeah. black woman. So here's my theory. Our culture, our roots, 
are very, very different. Compare, compare, compare these things. I always think about if you've ever been to a non-black funeral, just follow yeah. me. Okay. <laughs> you can hear a pin drop. Okay. A pin will drop more than likely. Cause I've been to many, my coworkers. And then if you go to a Jamaican funeral, an African funeral, a Haitian funeral, we'll say Haitian, uh, uh, Guyanese, they're passing out. People are falling. I mean, it's a totally, and I thought to myself, what is the difference? Are, are, are we just mourners and they're not, or what is it about us? And there is a commonality in all of us that we are just strong personalities. We are emotional yeah. by nature. It's in our blood. We are, we react strongly and it doesn't mean we're angry, but it comes across as angry. Yeah. People don't understand that culture that we don't, we have control over that. Even when I get my hair braided, it sounds like the ladies are arguing. They're not arguing. They're talking. <laughs> They're talking, they have their loud on top of their lungs. It, their voice sounds strong. It sounds like something going on, and it's not. That's like so my mom when she's on the phone, speaker phone, yeah. and does, eh, and I'm like, on top of their lungs, right? Yeah, and it's literally yeah. her talking about the weather. Yeah, <laughs> like, even the languages sound strong. Yes, if you listen to all the languages out there in the in the different. Um, ethnicities mm -hmm. like like the creole like it sounds forceful it's not soft if you if i listen to a nigerian patois. speech it's yeah it's patois it's all sounds very to someone else an untrained ear it sounds forceful it sounds angry they don't know and they shouldn't place a label but we also have a reason to be angry like you said we we had enough of course right enough so is like, enough yeah yeah you could it depends on the day the mood and what you said that mm -hmm. it can trigger. Yeah. And if that happens, you're then you're in the wrong, right? Yeah. Because you went left. Exactly. And they're never going to be like, well, what did I say? Um, perfect example. This happened like years ago. Um, in high school, I asked this kid a question. Granted, it was not right. Um, and he <laughs> called me a, a, a black bitch. And um, I said, well. Mm -hmm. And so I elevated and he spit on me and um i didn't even i well yeah i retaliated i i but when i went home and i told my mom like most likely you're gonna get a call i'm gonna be suspended and she was like what did you do and i'm like i beat the hell out of this boy she was like what i'm like he yeah. spit on me and called me a black bitch she was like all right so you want to go out to dinner tonight or like, because <laughs> that's what we're not going to do. We're not going to let no man, white man, say something to you and think it's okay. And, but she was like, but you know, you're going to get in trouble. When I went to school the next day, I got in school suspension for a day. He was like, I have to do something. So this is what you're going to yeah. do. And you're going to go in the library. And I was like, Okay. This, I had all three lunches, but even at the time, the dean knew. Like, I did not do anything. I should have not asked that question, but it did not mean for him to call me a black bitch or to spit on me. But yeah. that's because I had someone who was understanding. If that was someone who was maybe racist, or he would have been like, "That's sorry, Deborah. You know, you're you're out of school, or yeah, something like that." And that's that's how early, I was sixteen, and that's when I realized. One, it pays to know, like to be that black girl that's, hi, how are you? My mm -hmm. name is Deborah, mm -hmm. and not, yo, what's up? My name is Shaniqua. And <laughs> I'm just saying there pays to be a different sometimes. But mm -hmm. also I was dealing with someone who knew like the right and wrong, not black and white, you know? Yeah. And unfortunately, sometimes in life, like the two kids who were fighting, they're not looking at who's right or wrong. It's just black or white. You're black, you're arrested. Sorry. Without realizing it was the white kid who started the old argument and the who black kid it, yeah. was defending himself. And I, that's horrible to me. Um, we're almost ending the show, but I would like for us all to say one positive thing about ourselves. Ooh. Ooh. Look at that. Everyone froze. We'll go, we'll go one by one. Jasmine? Oh, okay. Um, one positive thing about myself. I would like to say that uh, the journey that I've gone on from where I started 
I'd say in 2020, going to therapy to where I am now and overcoming the doubt and just going out after my dreams and not giving up and not letting other people, you know, say things about me, get to me and just holding my composure. I like, I'm proud of myself for just the growth that I've had. And I just want to continue and spread the word to as many young people as I can. Not one tear is going to come from my eye. That was <laughs> Stephanie, right? That was so good, Jasmine. <laughs> I don't know what you went through, but I'm so proud of you. Beautiful. <laughs> Look at me. All right. Next song. Stephanie, go ahead. One positive thing about myself. Mm, to keep being me. And um, despite... To be just keeping <laughs> to, to continue to be the energetic Stephanie, the like fun, outgoing, um, not losing, not losing the good, you know, and just um, just keep pushing. Like my cup says, keep shining, girl. <laughs> okay, Go it's ahead. the black girls. We girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Beautiful Shiny. Um, I will say when you when you ask the question or ask us to say one thing, first thing that came to my mind is I am resilient. Mm. I've been through a much. I've had life experiences. I them know God's willing there'll be a lot more, but I'm resilient. I'm I'm stronger um, than I think, mm. and I know who gives me my strength. Um, I I have that belief, but. Um, I am resilient and I can make it through any situation, um, any challenge, any obstacle. That's right, Love sis. That. Um, unfortunately, right. that was kind of mine. So now I got a remix. <laughs> <laughs> um, what Great I would question. like to say about myself is that um, I'm being real. Carl, I'm sorry. Um. I would like to say what I love about myself is that I, uh, this is like breaking news, Stephanie, don't kill me for not saying nothing. Um, I tried IVF and the first cycle did not work. Mm. And I am proud of myself that I put myself through that because for anyone out there who has done it or is ever wanted to, I lost 35 pounds mm -hmm. going through it. I blew up. I am still not where I was and the mental that it takes on you and the physical that it takes on you. I'm sitting here. Like even Carl is like, how do you wake up every day and smile? Like, like nothing is wrong. Steph, you wouldn't know. I just been pushing through. So for me, what I'm proud of is what, you know, you said about being strong and resilient, but more that I know God has a bigger plan and, um, this is not the end. And I'm just so proud that, um, I'm just still happy with life, right? Like I know that I have to appreciate the present and all the good things that God has given me and know that he has a story that's unwritten and I trust him. Therefore, I trust myself. And um, I'm just excited to just be advocate for plus size women who are trying to go through IVF. Mm -hmm. Yay, look at us. <laughs> We're your girlfriend. <laughs> okay, I always ask everyone one question before we go. If you could have a sit down with any celebrity before they have, well, before we pass away, but I'm um, alive or dead, who would it be and why? One second. Oh, you can't see I'm pointing to. Um, go, anyone go. Issa Rae for me. Ooh. It's a me season. Issa Rae. <laughs> Issa Rae, she's so fun and just like she's she'd be so chill. We have a good time. I'm gonna go and she's doing. She see how she uplifts her community. Yes, she just got the the keys to Compton. Was it Compton? Compton, right? Yeah. Oh, no. just like her show. Wow. Okay. Yeah. She just got the keys to Compton. So I, Issa Rae. Anyone else? Uh, Queen Latifah. Ooh, I yeah. see it. I understand it. Yeah, she's, I just think she's, that she's beautiful. 
yeah, she's beautiful. And just the fact that how she's just elegantly uh, progressed from her career from music and rap and then being having a seat at the table and yeah. going to the Oscars and just how yeah. she cover girl and everything that she's done is just like just from a production and just like film business wise. She's just amazing. Agreed. So I would want to have a sit down with Cicely Tyson. Mm. She lived a long life um, and both personal and in Hollywood. And I would just want to talk to her about her experiences and hear the stories of all that went on through the years. Um, since we all chose, you know, black women, I won't say who. <laughs> um, but I will <laughs> <Brittany>. <laughs> say Britney Spears. No, I didn't. Um, I would like to have a sit down with Maya Angelou. Mm. Oh. Mm. Yeah. oh, everybody want to think about that now. Yeah, <laughs> I would want to know about like her book, Why the Cage Bird Sings. My teacher gave that to me when I was in seventh grade. And he was like, if I ever do anything for you is to read this book. And I was like uh, 12 years old. I'm like, what the heck is he giving me? And I remember mm. reading it in two days. And I was like, this is the best book I ever read in my life. And then I just started like reading all about her and all her stories, her writings. And that's who I would just love to sit down with everything that she went through in life and became this person she is now. Like talk about resilience. That's who I would want to sit down and talk to and yeah. just tell her like save a seat in heaven for me next to Selena. Mm -hmm. yeah. well, I gotta get my on, <laughs> girl, you know, I gotta, the, I gotta get the one, two steps. Don't play me. Well, I would like to thank you all so much for um, giving me your time. Stephanie is in Vegas, so really thank you for um, oh, being yeah. on the same time with us. Thank I know, I so know. Much, I really appreciate you. Bottom of my heart, sister. Um, Jasmine, thank you for everything that you do for me. And um, thank, you. thank you for making me shed a tear. And um, <laughs> beautiful Shani, I thank you so much. You are Elegant speaking. <laughs> you sound so intelligent. And Thank I'm you. you for um, all your obstacles that you had to go through, man. And uh, F anybody who doubts a strong Black woman. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and Thank you so much for inviting me. For my shirt. Hey. Ooh, 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 I like it. And that for today, Steph. You're trying to play me. That's why. <laughs> Keep shining, sis. Shiny, 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 I'm taking my mind. <laughs> Girls, be blessed, be great, be you, do you for you. And remember, we run the streets and run these hey. pockets. Okay. <laughs> All right. Or woman, do what you want to do. <laughs> Good night, girls. Have a great night. Good night, Thank you so much. everybody. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.